You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College coaches and student athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight as it is a busy, busy week of Bulldog basketball. We had three games last week. We have three games this week and trying to finish things out here strong. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, that is Steve Sell. Steve, it's a good time to be a Bulldog basketball fan I think right the most now. popular man in McPherson right now is T.J. Eskelson. Yeah. The way he's got his Bulldog men playing. Uh, we covered the game uh, the other night with uh, friends and and like I, I've said, you know, I've been doing this for 41 years, and it's the best. How many? 41. Whoa. It's the best game I think I've ever covered in the sports center. It was just the the uh, the, the level of play, the athleticism, the shooting. Uh, it was just off the charts, and the Bulldogs found a way to get it done. And that came on the heels of maybe the most exciting women's game we've seen this year. In fact, if you go to midkansasonline.com, I wrote a column on Wednesday that it was about as fun a night at the sports center as I can remember. Well, when you score 114 points in an overtime win against a very good team, and it's a lot of fun. in the overtime. Yeah, and then the Bulldog women also a 70-69 to winner over friends. Those teams needed those two wins, and for the men, it's that continuing to believe in yourself and saying, hey, we are a top team in this conference. On the women's side, it is trying to continue to build that resume and get back into that top eight conversation in order to be in the KCAC playoffs here in about a month. And tonight's game is really crucial because they're playing a Southwestern team they're tied with uh, for the eighth and final spot. And then they, ha- you know, if they can get that one, they've got the bottom two teams in the conference coming here the next two games, and you, you would like to think that those are two games they'll get. This is a chance for the MAC women after losing five in a row uh, to get on a four-game run. Well, Steve, we have a huge show planned tonight, huge. As good of a show as there has been, and, and we might even talk about your favorite show, The Bachelor tonight. I don't know what that is. We're joined on the show tonight by Brittany Jarvis for the women's basketball team. We have Coach Josh Nichols. We have Coach TJ Eskelton. I mean, this is a star-powered lineup. You bet, and uh, let's get to it. There you go. We start off our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight talking with McPherson College women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. His team picked up a really fun win on Monday night, beating Friends 70-69. to They're now 10-11 and overall and 6-9 and in the KCAC, and they have moved into that big blob of teams that are sitting at 6-9, and 7-8, and and the chance to continue to move up here as we get down to the home stretch. We're still quite a ways away from the home stretch of the conference schedule. But going back to Monday night, I thought this was a really important win for your team. You're in the middle of a five-game losing streak. It seems like nothing's going right. It seems like you're never going to break out of this streak. And you needed one of those games to get some momentum back, build some confidence back. And I thought that was the perfect recipe for that. Yeah, uh, it was. We, we needed that one in the worst way. Um, you know, looking back and reflecting on, on Monday's game was what, what was missing out of our team you know, how do we get ourselves into this this place where we find ourselves? And, and it, it, to me, it was as simple as we're not having fun. Uh, so, you, you know, you mentioned it was a fun night. It was. And it was the first time, I think, uh, since we've been back from break that, you know, we had a good time playing. Even when we were down 11, uh, we all stayed together. Everyone was cheering each other on, smiling, and uh, just trying to figure out a recipe to to, to break through offensively and get some stops defensively, and it, it happened. So. For those that weren't at the game, uh, you were down 32-21. Uh, 
then you go on a run. You end up taking the 37-35 lead. You build it to 11 in the third quarter. It's still 10 going in the fourth quarter. You know that this friends team, though, uh, they're too talented not to make a run. They did, but you made some big plays down the stretch, and Mason Mosley hits a free throw with three seconds left, proved to be the game winner. You get the stop on the defensive end. And, uh, you know, I thought this was a big game because now you play a Southwestern team that – I know that's a game that is probably still kind of haunting you guys a little bit. I know you try to let it go, but you had them down 14 here, end up losing that game. But, you know, this is a team that you're very evenly matched with. And then you try not to look ahead, but you have two teams that you beat handily on the road Mm -hmm. coming up after that. It's a chance for your team to really kind of get on a roll here. Yeah, we can kind of get back um, to where we left off of before break. Uh, And you look at at tonight's game and – you know, you know, Southwest was actually a different team today than they were when we played them earlier. They've added four players that semester and then lost one. So, you know, there, there's there's five different players in the mix. Um, you know, a new starter, and uh, you know they lost someone who started for them, and then three players off the bench coming all on the perimeter. Uh, two of them can shoot the ball really well. So it's a completely different team. Uh, the game plan won't be exactly the same. Uh, so there, there's some there's some differences tonight, and they're coming off a game where they only scored 35 mm-hmm. points. So uh, they had one of those games where uh, the ball just seemingly wouldn't go in the basket, and you just wonder what kind of carryover effect there will be. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, you know, watching that film from uh, Monday, uh, you know, the Abla game is you know, our game plan will be very similar. Um, you know, they hurt us a lot getting into the paint. Uh, so we'll 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 employ the same game plan on, that we had on Monday when we kind of made our run. Uh, we'll pull a little two-three defense out there and see if we can pack the lane and force them to make shots. And you know, I thought we did a good job of it Monday. Uh, you know, you got to give Dotson a lot of credit on for friends. You know, she hit some big shots down the stretch to to have them come back. But you know, I told our team the important thing is we got to stay with what we're doing and don't don't panic just because one person makes a couple shots doesn't mean we need to completely overhaul what we're trying to accomplish. Well, going back to what you were talking about with trying to have some fun with this team, I think that that's part of a, a part of the, your job that people don't think about as much. The general public in terms of crowd control maybe is what you could call it. And trying to take a roster of 16, 18, 20 different girls that are 18 to 22 years old and trying to keep them all together and happy. And that is a hard job, whether it's guys or girls or anybody, even if it was a group of toddlers that were (laughs) 20 groups of toddlers. It's not an easy job. So what have you learned in terms of your job and in your coaching career at trying to manage a team? Because in in a lot of ways, you're a coach, but you're also a manager Mm -hmm. and trying to keep teams together. Uh, Sometimes, a good example is yesterday's practice. Uh, Sometimes you just have to let them be kids and let them kind of take control over certain situations of practice. Uh, we do we do a question of the day every day, and I come up with a question. I usually try to make it pretty serious, and you know, they just butted in. It's like we got the question today, Coach. And uh, um, I'm not going to tell you what the question was because there were some pretty interesting answers. But everyone's <laughs> having fun at the beginning of practice, and you know that's before I before I told them that's what we needed to do is have fun. So sometimes you just got to take a step back and, and realize that maybe you're pushing too hard and let them kind of take control of some stuff themselves. Well, I wrote a story at midkansasonline.com on Wednesday. Uh, it was maybe, you know, I've covered Bulldog basketball for 41 years. I can't remember a more fun night on this theme mm-hmm. of fun. Uh, you guys get the, you know, the last-second victory, and then the men's game was as good a men's game as I think I've ever covered in my 41 years. It's nice to have that fun and excitement yeah. back in the sports center. You had a big crowd. 
you know, uh, the football players turned out in mass. Uh, thanks to Coach Fiscus's guys for coming out, but it just provided a more electric atmosphere, and everybody left the gym. It was a feel-good night yeah. at the sports center. Yeah, the men are playing really well. I, I, I told Coach Yee when we were going through kind of our, our stretch where we weren't playing well, you know, and watching your guys kind of keeps me positive a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, going back to some things that we talked about last week, you mentioned, okay, how do we get out of this slide? And a lot of the things that you mentioned were – trying to get some of your other players to step up because you knew what you were getting from Brittany Roberts in terms of hanging around 20 points every night, hanging around 12 to 14 rebounds every night. You knew what you were going to get out of Mason Mosley, hanging around 10 or 11 points every game. But you needed somebody else to step up. And I thought on Monday night you had several different players step up, and one that we'll hear from later on in the show, Brittany Jarvis. She not only gave you 12 big points, some big threes down the stretch, but she gave you great defense. She came away with six steals in the game. You needed that type of performance from one of the players that hadn't been giving you that same amount of production all year long. Yeah, the most interesting thing about uh, Brittany and her, her, her steals that she's had this year, one of her biggest worries coming here and knowing the style of play was, I, Coach, I'm a little worried about the defensive end. I, I, you know, I'll make some shots. I'm, I'm confident in my offense ability, but you know, are you sure – you can fit me into your defensive scheme. And um, she's a smart enough player to be able to figure out how, how to get in the right position. You know, she's got really quick hands, and that makes up for sometimes not having the quickest feet. And she does a really good job of just picking some pockets and getting in some passing lanes, uh, anticipating um, passes, you know. Uh, so she does a wonderful job. And, and again, um, knocked down a big three. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes I watch her shot selection and go, no, no, no. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, no, never mind. Yeah, good, 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 good shot. shot. Good shot. You know, but when you talk about, you know, getting that production, you know, Danny Holt had a big game for us, too, on yep. Monday. And, you know, uh, Danny spent, after the Tabor game, she spent a lot of time in my office on Sunday before practice. He goes, what do you need out of me? I was like, you've got to be more aggressive mm -hmm. offensively. You have to. We, we need that scoring from you. And I thought another player, and if you look at the stats, you'd say, why are you saying this? But – uh, mm -hmm. When you were making your run, Victoria Eights comes in mm -hmm. and gets, you know, some steals and deflections and makes a couple big defensive plays. It does not show up on the stat sheet, but she gave you about five-minute stretch there where it seemed like she was in the middle of everything. Yeah, um, and her play's been up and down as far as minutes go. Um, she gets to play a little bit here and there and then maybe won't get into a game or two. And, you know, looking for her to be more consistent. And, um, you know, I, and I tell them all the time, I you know, you never know when I'm going to call your number, so you have to be ready. And that was a situation I just thought she matched up with her guards pretty well, um, you know. So let's throw you out there and see what happens. And then she produces, and uh, you know it's a kind of a production game. You produce, you get more playing time. And uh, you know one play that sticks out is where she got a, and she didn't end up with a steal, but she got the deflection that led to a steal. And those type of those are winning plays. We talk about those all the time. These are plays that help you win games, and she had a lot of those on Monday. Well, you're in a stretch of six games, I think, believe in 13 days, and uh, you've played four of those. Now you go on the road uh, tonight to Southwestern, a team that you're tied with in the standings, and then you're back home against, uh, I believe, York on Saturday, last place team. Uh, boy, I tell you, if you could get two wins tonight, you're right back in the thick of it. Yeah, and that's, you know, when we're – in the midst of this this losing streak, you know, I, I told me had ten games left. You know, they're all winnable. Um, you know, are we going to win all of them? Uh, we hope we do, but let's 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 take this in chunks and look at it as far as 
Um, you know, you know, at Sterling's going to be tough. You know, at KW's going to be tough. You know, so what else do we have after? You know, we had eight games that we feel like, you know, hey, we we got to have these, and we're going to fight and claw every for every one of them, and then we're going to go play Sterling and KW and and fight and claw for those two and, and let the let it, let it happen how it happens. As you look at the standings, and obviously we know that eight teams get in. Where do you see that magic number being in terms of wins in the conference you need to get to in order to be in the mix? I, I would think it's somewhere in that 11 to 12 range. Yeah, I think, I think if you get to there, you've yeah. got a great shot. Yeah, I think I think 500. You get, you get the 12 wins, and you're you're in pretty good shape. Well, Coach Nichols, best of luck down in Winfield tonight. I know you'll miss us being down there. I was there on Saturday, and I'm trying to bring the good mojo. <laughs> I brought my pen, and maybe I'll let you just click the pen one time to get I, some good I might, mojo. I might need it. Thank you. <laughs> Continuing on our McPherson College Coaches Show this evening, we're now joined by Brittany Jarvis from the McPherson College women's basketball team coming off of a really nice game on Monday night when they were able to win over the Friends Falcons. She scored 12 points in the game. And, Brittany, we're excited to have you on today's show and learn a little bit more about you. I'm excited as well. Now, Brittany is from Imperial, California, which for those of you that don't know a lot about the state of California, Imperial is like the furthest most (laughs) southern point in California how do you tell people here, McPherson? How do you tell people here's where I'm from in California? So I'll start with San Diego. So okay. It's like southeast of San Diego, an hour and a half, like on the border of Arizona. It's not, and people are like, oh, okay, usually, but n- never, no one ever knows where it's at. It's a long way down yep. there. <laughs> well, Brittany has also gone through the junior college ranks and ended up here at McPherson. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how you went from Imperial, California, to Miracosta College, to McPherson College. So I went to Miracosta based on it being by the beach, living by San Diego. Well, that's a good way to go about it. <laughs> the beach is a big you know, decision-maker <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I love summer. Surfing was the best. So I was, I was like, oh, this is the place I want to go. And then I'll – getting recruited by here I was like I mean seeing all the seasons would be awesome so I mean that was a decision maker as well so as we're hearing like it's snowing the other day I was super excited about that but the surfing was probably not very good the other day when it snowed here no not too good not too good well as you look back on this season so far it took a little bit of time for this group to get going at the beginning of the season then you had a really nice winning streak you're just coming off of sort of a losing streak with this group for four or five games. What's been this roller coaster of a season like been for you here in your first season at McPherson? Um, it was I didn't really know what to expect coming into here. So, I mean, it's just like day by day as we go, um, we're learning something new every day. So I just think like if we continue to grow together, we'll we'll continue to grow in our record. You were brought in you know, as a shooter, three-point mm-hmm. shooter, this team needed three-point shooting, and, and you fill that void. Uh, one thing that's impressed me about your game, and one reason I picked you the player of the game the other night is your defense. And I don't know how, uh, you know, you take obviously take a lot of pride in your defense because you had six steals the other night. And, you know, you're not faster, you know, really, really fast, but you mm-hmm. seem to play very smart, and you always get your hands on a lot of balls. I just think personally it's from – playing with guys growing up. I mean, always being around, like, my brother's friends. And I just think I've learned to, like, be tougher even though I wasn't the fastest one out there. So just got to be smart. And and one of the keys in the game the other night was you got a couple of big steals uh, late in that game. And also the three-pointer. You hit a clutch three-pointer. I believe the score was 65 all. You hit a three-pointer that kind of put you ahead. 
Um, obviously, you've, you've come up big in, in clutch times. Is, is that kind of been a pattern in your career to maybe make the big play at the big time? Uh, I would say just like being consistent is one of the keys. And I just think when it's a closer game, uh, I have more fun with it. So it's, ex it's exciting to me when, it, when we're tied head and head. The style that you play here, uh, very fast pace, up pace. How did that differ from the style that you played uh, in junior college? Because here it seems like you guys press – you know, full court, you know you're going to play about three or four minutes and then come out and get a rest because you play so hard. Is this different than the style you played in junior college? No, actually, it's not. It's pretty similar. Like, that was one of the key um, points to coming here as well, just like the coaching style was very similar. Now, Brittany, I have a very important question for you, and I don't know if Steve is going to like this, but it's very important journalism. I have to ask you this. So the most important thing that's going on at this time of year right now is The Bachelor. Monday nights. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of The Bachelor? I am. Oh you love God. The Bachelor. Yes, I love. I okay, so Steve hates The Bachelor, but it's because he hasn't given it a try yet. Give him a sales pitch of why he should watch The Bachelor with me on Monday nights. It's great. You you won't want to leave the couch. I mean, I this is the first season that I've watched The Bachelor. Oh, so you're new. So I'm new oh, to the thing, and it, this is great. Yeah, it, I'm hooked. So are you a Hannah Ann fan? Yes. I oh, my God. Hannah Ann is great. And a Madison fan. Madison oh, is great. Kelly, I, I think Steve would like all of them. Yep. I, would, I would rather put ice picks in my eyes, I <laughs> no, think, I, and, and watch The Bachelor. You get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> anyway, looking ahead now. Oh, see, he wants to change the yeah. subject. <laughs> you're, uh, you're heading into the home stretch of the schedule. Uh, tonight, you guys are at Southwestern. And that's a game I know that kind of probably still – the first meeting here at the Sports Center kind of bothers you guys. You were up 14 in the third quarter, kind of got away at the end. How do you feel like tonight's game could play out? I just feel like as if we are five as one as a team on the court, off the court, we should come out with a win. Very, very confident in our team and how strong we can play and just know that we will come out with And obviously the Friends game gave you a lot of in encouragement and confidence because they were – you know, ahead of you in the standings, they beat you uh, down in Wichita. Handled you pretty good down in Wichita. And then, you know, you, you play here the other night, you're down 11. Uh, uh, Kirsten Branscombe, I can't ever say her name very clearly, but she had a couple big threes to lead the comeback. You guys end up going up by 11. You're 11 down to go 11 up. And then uh, they came back, but you guys finished it off. But that's got to give you a lot of confidence. Oh, for sure, for sure. Just come, Especially coming off a losing streak and then coming up with a big win, it just definitely should be momentum for these next couple games. And then you have York and St. Mary, two teams you handled pretty easily the first time, so it's a chance for you guys to get on a streak. Yes, definitely. And the most important thing is that we won't have any more games on Mondays. So, so you can, so watch, we the can watch the Bachelor. See, that's yep. the most important thing. The last two weeks there have been Monday games, and that has been a killer. But, Brittany, we enjoyed talking with you today, and best of luck not only tonight but then this weekend when you guys come back home. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Ramping up our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight, now joined by Bulldog men's basketball coach T.J. Askelson. His team is one of the hottest in this conference as they continue their long winning streak. They're 16-5 and overall, 11-4 and in the KCAC, and won their eighth straight game on Monday night. 114 to 106 against friends in overtime. And Steve and I were talking about it today as well as the past couple days. That is as good of a college basketball game as I can remember covering really in a long time. And college or high school, very competitive game. You saw a lot of offense. You saw just great individual play, great team play. I think if you were going to show 
somebody you were scouting, hey, this is what KCAC basketball is, I think you show them the film of Monday night's game. Yeah, I, I think that, that game, that was one of the best games I've been a part of since I've been in the KCAC, just in terms of shot making. Uh, both teams, I think, are playing really well right now. Uh, and both both teams made plays. I mean, I, after the game, I felt like I don't, I don't think either team deserved to lose that game. I mean, that was, that was just that – was, that was a lot of guys making plays. And I'm just proud of our guys that we came through in the end and made a, a few more plays than friends did. But um, it's – the stress level was definitely high. No, <laughs> People weren't missing shots at all. And I didn't think – I watched the film again. I didn't think defensively – there were some things we could have done better defensively, but I didn't think we defended all that bad. And they still score 100, 104 and I, points. And I'm so. sure friends coach Dale Faber, uh, he, he went home saying, my gosh, you know, we shoot – 55% from the floor, we make yeah. 50% of our threes, we make most of our free throws, and we still lose the game. He says, how, how did we lose that game playing that well? And, yeah. you know, that took a lot out of them. You, you wonder about them moving forward. Uh, it kind of took a lot out of you guys too, though. But the thing you've got going for you is you play so many guys. Yeah. So the turnaround, at least you got that extra day. You didn't have to play on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, you're playing tonight. Now you go to Southwestern, a team that uh, you outlasted here the first time, a very intense game. It seems yeah. like most of your games are pretty intense, but yeah. a Southwestern team that's, uh, you know, they feel like they've got to have this game because they're still right there in the in, in the race for a home playoff game. They're going to be yeah. in the playoffs, but they're right there with still a chance to host a game if they get on a little bit of a roll and a uh, yeah. very good basketball team. they got a big guy that really is good defensively and Baker, and then Andrew Hamm is one of the best scorers in the conference. Yeah, they. I mean, they're one of the hottest teams in the league, too. They've won like eight out of their last nine games, and they're they're playing extremely well right now. Um, they just sh they shoot the three at a high at a high level. Uh, Andrew Ham's one of the best players in the league. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have to play well uh, again, and um, hopefully this is our fifth game in two weeks now. So um, it's it, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of fun. It helps that we're I think we're playing well. Our guys are enthusiastic. They're ready. I think they're ready to play again. So um, yeah, it should should be a great game. And of all the venues in the KCAC, I've always said that. Southwestern's Stewart Fieldhouse is the most charming place you play because yeah. it's it's an arena unlike any that it's ninety six years old for one thing yeah and and it's unlike really any place you play I mean a lot of the gyms are pretty similar kind of cookie yeah. cutter but this is a totally uh, different lot of nooks and crannies it's got yep. a running track that goes around the top there might be somebody up there running around yeah. while the game's going on yeah. uh, the broadcast booth is kind of it's a crow's nest clear up in the corner, yeah. but a real interesting place to play. It is. It's it's a very unique, very unique gym. Well, it's kind of it's kind of we call it the dungeon. It's kind of like a dungeon. You go in there, um, but it's they they get good crowds there. I'm sure there will be a good crowd tonight. I'm sure that they they get really good student support all the time. So uh, it should be fun and it should be a good challenge for our guys to to kind of see how we respond to that type of environment. The interesting thing I think about with you is that since you've been around this program for so long as an assistant, you were the probably lead recruiter on almost every single guy on this team based off of your job and what you were doing, or yeah. at least you had a hand in almost everything. And yeah. the guy I wanted to ask you about is Trevon Shelvin. Yeah. He scored 25 points the other night, and he's had some huge games this year. Yeah. But Trevon Shelvin would have been a really interesting guy to see in high school. I was yeah. thinking about it on Monday night after the game. I was thinking, what would his game have been like at a yeah. huge Texas high school? Mm -hmm. Because Trevon is not a big guy. No. I wouldn't even really call him an elite speed type of guy. No. 
but one thing he is is a score. Yeah. How did you go about recruiting Trevon? Yeah, so Trevon, Trevon and Fred Watts were actually high school teammates. They both played at Channel View High School. Um, Trevon averaged about 22, between 22 and 25, both his junior and senior year in high school. Fred averaged about eight points and 10 rebounds his senior year. Wow. Um, which is, which is kind of <laughs> crazy because Fred's been the, the better scorer since he's been here. And, and Fred's been a, a three-year starter for us now. Um, but Trevon's, Trevon's kind of just got a unique skill set. I mean, he can really shoot it. He, he, he's, he's what I, he's just a basketball player. Like his, his, uh, his uncle played in the NBA His Booby Gibson played in the NBA for the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. And, um, his, his grandfather played at university of Houston around the five slamma jamma years. Um, and he, he's just, he's got a good, he's just got a great feel for the game of basketball. Um, and that's something that, uh, that I don't think you can teach. I mean, he just makes the right decisions, and, and he can flat-out shoot the ball. Oh, when so. he gets going. I, I mean, when he gets <laughs> yeah. going, the net hardly even moves. Yeah. And you can just see that confidence. And he's got a very beautiful shot. It's it's just got such wonderful rotation on it. And I love seeing him when he gets on one of those rolls. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. I he uh, Yeah, he can really get going. And last year it was just a, it was just a matter of um, adjusting to the college game. And he played a lot of JV, and he did a lot of that stuff on JV. Uh, last year, but he, uh, he's he's somebody who's really starting to he's starting to hit his stride, and um, he's going to be big for us down the stretch. I thought uh, Monday's game was really the epitome of what your team's about. It's not very often a team has six players scoring in double figures. Everybody yeah. knows their role. They know kind of when they're going into the game. They know what they're supposed to bring when they come into the game. And again, you always talk about a total team effort, but and I know it's an overused phrase. But it really was. I mean, you played ten guys, and all ten guys uh, played some kind of role in that victory. Yeah, and that's exciting for me. And we talk, we talk about all the time, just kind of about. I don't know how you prepare for us. Who are you going to try and take away? I mean, there's we, we we've got just multiple options every night. I mean, I think we've had six different guys lead us, and maybe seven different guys lead us in scoring this year. So from night to night, you just you don't know who's going to step up, and uh, we, we we have a lot of guys who can step up, and that's that's been great this year. Well, the crazy thing about tonight, as you make the way down to Southwestern, is that you've put yourself a half game back in the standings. Ottawa, who's in first place, they are eleven and three. You guys are eleven and four. They take on a Bethany team tonight that I think is a very scary team. And looking back on your win over them last week, I think that will be a huge win looking forward. But there's a chance that if Bethany goes to Ottawa and wins tonight, then you guys, given that you guys win as well, but that you'd be the number one team in this conference and in first place. And especially from where this season started and where the media, the other coaches thought you would be, it's a pretty cool thing to have happen. Now, we're, we're speculating and looking ahead, but it's a great position to be in for this yeah. program, to be in that conversation. Yeah, I'm just proud of, of the guys for buying in and um – We've taken one game at a time. That's what we're going to continue to do. We just got to take one game at a time and give our best effort that in that game and and let let the let the chips fall where they where they do with everybody else. But um, I'm just proud of our guys that have put themselves in the position to play in big games here at the end of the year. So um, that's a lot of fun. And uh, like I told our guys on one time out in the friends game, I'm like, guys, this is fun. Like this is this is what it's all about. If you want to compete for a championship, this you got to beat you got to beat teams like friends who are really good and you got to play well and um, I think our guys are embracing that challenge. 
So. Well, not only Southwestern tonight, you take on a York team that can compete with any other team in the conference coming up on Saturday. Next week you get a St. Mary team that I think is as good as anybody else in the conference on their best night. We were talking with Coach Nichols, and these same teams on the women's side are a little bit weaker. Yeah. But on the men's side, your next three games are huge games yep. because those are all teams that are just right behind you in the standings. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no game where you walk into in our league where you say, okay, we, we can no matter how we play, we're probably going to be all right. You, you better play well. If you don't play well, you're going to get knocked off. So um, uh, hopefully our guys are up for that challenge, and I, and I think they will be. Well, Coach Askelson, best of luck tonight down in Winfield. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Yep. We wrap up our McPherson College Coaches Show for tonight. Again, the Bulldog basketball teams are on the road at Southwestern tonight. They will come back home on Saturday. They will take on York, and then they will be at home again next week and play St. Mary. A couple really big games tonight. I know you'll have something posted tomorrow morning at midkansasonline.com talking about those two games, but two huge games for both teams tonight yeah, on the road in Winfield. Major ramifications because the Southwestern men, they can pull within a game of the Bulldogs uh, with a win. Uh, you know, they're trying to get a home court berth. Uh, right now, though, this Bulldog men's team, they are just so fun to watch. They're playing well together, great chemistry. Coach Eskelson has done a great job. And then the women's game, uh, I think the MAC women are looking for a little payback. They're playing a Southwestern team. They basically had beat at the Sports Center earlier this year. They were up 14 on the verge of blowing it out. And then all of a sudden, Southwestern started getting to the basket, made a lot of layups late pulled out the win, and it was a really disappointing loss for the MAC women. I think that'll serve as motivation tonight. Well, like we mentioned with Coach Eskelson, there is a chance tonight that if the Bethany Swedes go and beat Ottawa and the Bulldogs win, that the men are in first place That's in the right. conference standings. That's right, who would have thought that in the preseason? They were picked 11th in the preseason. Ottawa has actually kind of slumped a little bit. They've lost two of their last three. Bethany is coming off a monster win over Oklahoma Wesleyan. They have the best score in the conference in Justin Jones. That always gives them a puncher's chance. They have Isaiah Sines, a point guard who can be a feast or famine. He was feast the other night. Let's hope he's feast again and not famine. There's our Bethany College corner. There you go. And we, we can give them like 30 seconds there of talk go. every single McPherson College Coaches Show. If you want to watch the show, you can go to MacBulldogs.com, and that will be posted up on their YouTube channel. You can also go back if you missed the show live. We've got it posted up on our podcast page at SoundCloud.com slash KBBE Sports. Steve, anything else? I think we're ready for some more great basketball. Wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening here on 96.7 FM KBBE. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by Jar Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash Sports, or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com.